Accra gets busy on this frequency. 92.7, 3FM. Johnny's Bite. Johnny's Bite. On Sunrise. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Hasbunallah wa nimal wakil. The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointed my head with oil, my cup runneth over, and surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Assalamu alaikum. It's Tuesday. Welcome to Johnny's Bite. Yesterday, we started a conversation about the interdictions that have been happening on the front of the Ghana Education Service. And a key thing that ran through my mind was the fact that we are always in a haste to put the headmasters and headmistresses and the teachers in the line of fire in the public domain to present them as the people who are trying to sabotage the system because the system is supposed to be functioning optimally and the system is supposed to be taking care of the children free of charge. And then when we put them out there that we ask them to step aside, we have interdicted you. And I can give you examples. West Africa Secondary School, Dr. Ofori, there's a school in the north. I spoke about the children who were using the toilet as dormitories. The, the headmasters, Fijai, they were all asked to step aside. When they were reinstated and asked to go back into their classrooms and to go and manage the schools that they were asked to step aside from, nobody had the dignity to write to say that we have um, what do you call it, reinstated person A, B, C, and D, and give it the same public public show that it is done. We don't know what the reports have, have said. We don't know what they investigated, but the people have been asked to go back. Put yourself in their shoes. Politicians misbehave in this country all the time, yet nobody asks them to step aside. Politicians, they misbehave in this country all the time. It is always the civil servants, the teachers and the nurses, they are always the soft, the, the, the soft targets. By all means, if people have done wrong, punish them. But do not do it in such a way that it undermines the authority and integrity of those same people. Because what you're doing and what the GES is doing, what the Ghana Education Service is watching on for the GES to do, is actually trying to undermine the authority of the headmasters and headmistresses. Fact. The things are supposed to be in the school before the children arrive in school. Fact. The things are not in the school now that the children are in school. Textbooks, exercise books. Today is day two of the second week that the children are supposed to be in school. Exercise books, are they in the schools? School uniforms, are they in the school? So now, if on the prospectus you're supposed to have check check, a parent is not able to buy the check check at home, then you bring the children to the school, right? You bring the children to the school. And the school says, oh, we have check check here. So parent buy. What is wrong with that? What is wrong with that? If a school has eight speech and prize giving day coming up, maybe in January or February, and the children are admitted that they say, oh, the anniversary cloth for the, the 70th or 50th or 40th anniversary of the school is coming. So anniversary cloth, buy it. What is wrong with that? Those people taking the decisions, did they not buy anniversary cloth when they went to school? I'm saying people go wrong, punish them. But to the extent that you know that as of the last WASI that was written, I told you, there was a school that needed just 9,000 CDs for one department. I think the visual arts department or home economics department. Teachers had to pre-finance those things. 
Their monies have not been given to them because what was brought from the government was 7,000 CDs. They had to pre-finance those things. And then their monies have not been given to them. Now the children are back in school. Is there food in the school? Do you have the food in the schools? We are busy trying to politicize everything. I've told you, don't politicize education. Don't politicize health. Don't politicize uh, economics. Don't politicize agri And don't politicize security. These five thematic areas, if you politicize them, you are in trouble. So far, it is evident that we are trying to politicize our education. How do you have any meaningful education without having a parent-teacher association? Yet we know that the parents are, are paying stuff that they are not supposed to be paying for. Parents are buying detergents because government fails to provide detergents in good time. As we speak, are the detergents in the school? So you go to a girls' school, like Accra Wesley Girls, or any of those girls' school, and maybe Accra Girls, St. Mary's, or Wesley Girls, or any, name them, St. Rose's, uh, name the schools. And the, and the girls will pick infections. Now you are asking them to stay away. So they will keep quiet. They won't take the initiative. Because each time they take the initiative to cover up your incompetence, you come at them. Each time they take up the initiative to cover up your incompetence, you come at them. I have been on school platforms where headmasters and headmistresses have been, they, they just come and appeal. They come and appeal, and you have appendages of the government on those same pages who know that their government have failed to provide for, for all of us, but yet they will still go ahead and report those headmasters and headmistresses. In whose interest? In whose interest? In who, we are always in a haste to do that. The, the, the monies from the, the WASI that was written, you still owe the, the schools. Now children are in school. They have to do practical lessons. Who is going to take care of that? Have you given them the things? I said the things are supposed to be in the schools before the children appear. Go and check a secondary school of your choice. Choose any of those A-list secondary schools. Then go and check if the things are in the schools before, they were in the schools before the children came. They are not there. Exercise, I'm talking about exercise books because, uh, look, let push come to shove. Exercise books are what they will need to write in. Exercise books. Yesterday, I asked the PR. She couldn't tell me. She said she will confirm and tell me. Exercise books. But we're busy interdicting people. I mean, there are excesses. Some people would go through excesses and try to extort from parents. Deal with them. Isolate them and deal with them. But to the extent that you know that parents are being asked, and, and then you say, oh, there cannot be a parent-teacher association. The teacher is a stakeholder in educating my child. The parent, I am a major stakeholder. And the school is a major stakeholder. You say parents and teachers cannot come together to have a single platform to think about the children. And we have known this since 19, could you? Oh, oh. So now you say there's a parent association. Where does the teacher come in there? So there's the parents. So you see the Motro Mojo and the Ajana Wajana too. So we can't have a parent-teacher association. So there's the parents who meet and then government will say that, oh, it is the parents who agreed that because the school doesn't have street lights, the parents are putting monies together to provide street lights. Is it the job of the parents to provide street lights in a school? To provide illumination for their own security? Let's, let's stop this politics and, and all this nonsense that we do in the name of trying to cover up for people. What we are doing, we are trying to undermine the authority of headmasters and headmistresses. Go to West Africa Secondary School. The school is not walled. The girls' dormitory at some point did not have prepaid credit. So the girls were doing what they like. 
Because the school is not what cattle is grazing there. The boys in Medina and Adenta, they, they go and call them sometimes, come and harass the teachers and all of that. And then you leave the girls at the mercy of this. Now, if a headmistress takes the initiative to say, parents, the ECG credit is gone off. The government has refused or failed or has been incompetent enough to provide the ECG credit. Your girls are lying in the dark. The school is not walled, and we are scared for their security. So please, contribute 20 Ghana CDC so we can buy credit and put there. What is wrong with that? What is wrong with that? You cannot do the thing. Somebody says, I will take initiative to help you to do the thing. You say, boy. Now, Mr. Kabodou is asking his teachers and the headmistresses to play within the rules. If there is no toilet roll, keep quiet. Right. If it is exam time and the, what, let, no, let's listen to Mr. Kabodou. Let him tell his own story. Listen to him. Levinsina High School heads have been interdicted by the Ghana Education Service for charging illegal fees. For me, if I'm a headmaster, now, I go to school and I work to the rules. I go to school and I work with what is available. If during examination time there are no examination papers, I'll write to my regional director with copies to whichever office when I'll be waiting. When they bring it, we'll write the exams. And that is what every headmaster or every headmistress should do. I will not take phone and call any parent. Because when I call a parent, I'm soliciting for the parent to provide for us, which flies to the face of the rules. Play according to the rules. Work with what is provided. If food is inadequate, right. If there are, there's no money for detergent, wait. Any parent who cannot have, come and take your child and go home. Work according to the resources that are available. Do, do you see what is happening? Do you see where we're going? When they take initiative, you punish them. You publicly embarrass them because you want to still politicize what you have not been able to fix. And we have been at Free SHS since 2017. By now, we should have had a firm grip on it. But no, we don't have a firm grip yet on it. The food should have been in the school before the children arrive. The textbooks and exercise books should have been in the school before the children arrive. You can make a case for school uniforms because the children have to be measured. But even so, this is the second week. The basic things, the basic necessaries, they are not there. Bishop Herman College, maybe the headmaster will get a letter today. Pando SHS, maybe the headmaster will get a letter today. Ola, girls, maybe the headmaster will get a letter today. Because as of yesterday, from a deep protest source, your letters were being drafted. And again, I say, we are trying to undermine the authority. So let's say somebody who is, not, who is not lettered, forgive me, takes the daughter or son to school and says the government says, oh, it is free. And they have not been able to procure the check check and all those other things. But they say, take your children there anyway. Then I take my child there. And the headmaster says, oh, you have to get this and that and that because it is part, it is on the prospectus. And they say, boy, I say free you, intermediate, medianable. What you have done is you have undermined. No matter how the headmaster or headmistress will explain, the parent will think that it's the headmaster and headmistress who is preventing the child from getting it. But you say you have brought a harmonized prospectus. And the harmonized prospectus, must it is a prerequisite that must be satisfied before the children are admitted in the school. So now who calls them? 
You are busy saving faces when you have not been complete in your processes. And nobody is calling anybody to order. Because as for the headmasters and headmistresses, the moment they grant the media an interview, even when they are speaking the truth, they will be in trouble. So sometimes we have to spend extra resources, go undercover, and bring you the things that we bring you here on Johnny's Bite. Why should we struggle to do these things? And, and some of these people enjoyed free education back then. I told you, they enjoyed free breakfast, free lunch, free supper, snack at 4 p.m. each day. And on every Wednesday, they enjoyed three, uh, a three-course dinner. That's where the term Aka Pompo came from. They are the ones managing education. They benefited from it, even at the university level. What have the children done to you? What kind of patriotism are you hoping to elicit from the, these children? What have they done? What exactly have they done? And then the NDPC boss says, oh, uh, those who go out for greener passes, show me, show me the thing. The doctor says, oh, those who go out for greener passes will be missing a lot. What are you missing? The, the education system out there, which Dr. Duchum and the rest have benefited from, is way, way better than what we are putting our children through. Which school would you find in any advanced country? where the people are trying to run away to, will have children go to school before they start looking for toilet rotaflache. Or they start looking for detergents. Which school? Which school out there? It is a basic thing. It says poverty in Ghana. Young people seeking greener passes abroad eh, are losing many good things in the country. But so which good thing again are we losing in the country? I, I beg you. Which good thing are we losing in the country? Because if you are a young person, about 14, 15, 16 years, you are now getting into SHS or SSS1, and you are already faced with these things. How, how do you expect that? I'm not asking for everything to be rosy. I'm asking for the basic things. And we all know that every school in this country has different needs. There's a school that's only problem is water. Their only problem is water. So they only need maybe some poly tanks or some tanks to, to no, put their thing up there. Let people, let it sink in. Their only trouble is that they want water. So tanks, finish. Put the dog's thing there. They want water, finish. There are some who don't have lights, so they want light, finish. Some who need just places of convenience. Some who need a dining hall, an assembly hall. Their needs are totally different. So when you put together a harmonized prospectus and you ask that they are losing things because they are, they are running away from the country to seek greener passage. And maybe okay, Doc himself has worked elsewhere, UN, UNDP. He has consulted for many dreams. He's a, he's a pro at his job. Doc, I want to ask you this morning, honestly and genuinely, the conditions under which you worked out there and the conditions under which the headmasters are working, the children are going to school, is it the best? We have in this country a 40-year development plan. Show me the, the, the mission and vision of the NDPC, the National Development Planning Commission. I want to go through it quickly. An authoritative planning body providing sound policy choices for sustainable and even development of Ghana. 
The mission of the NDPC is derived from its mandate, which is to adv advise the President of the Republic of Ghana and Parliament on requests on national development planning policy and strategy by providing a national development policy framework, preparing and ensuring effective implementation of approved national development plans, and to coordinate economic and social activities countrywide in a manner that will ensure accelerated and sustainable development of the country to promote continuous improvement in the living standards of all Ghanaians, living standards of all Ghanaians. This is the mission and vision of the NDPC. The living standards of all Ghanaians. That includes the children in the schools. Last week, I showed you what food some children were eating. I, I don't know how to describe that food. And I don't know what the protein component in that food is. But it also contributes part of the living standard. Boss, that's your job. You think that's when somebody goes through this hell and then is done with, with school, they won't, they won't think of going out. Because they have seen that even the people who put together the policies, their children are not here. Where did the president's children train? Where did they live until he became president? Are the vice president's children? Are the children of the chief of staff? Are the children of the big, big people? Even the education minister. And even locally, when their children return, which schools do they attend? It's a question that must be asked. There's another NDPC document. Show me the 40-year development plan. There's a, 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 a coat of arms, and I've read that document cover to cover. A 40-year development plan that must be looked at after every decade. It's there. We put together the document. And then we said, no, this is it. The 40-year development, that's a cover, cover page. It says, Black Star Rising with ellipsis. Long-term national development plan. 2018, 2057. And it says, the most secure democracy is the one that assures the basic necessities of life for its people as a fundamental duty. It is in the 1992 constitution. Basic necessities. That's all I'm asking for. Show me the other page. We'll read it together and we'll wrap up. Show me the other page. Now, expand it for me. The overall goal of the plan, the transformational plan, the overall goal, broadly speaking, the term transformation as used in the plan means improvement in the living standards of Ghanaians in a structured, predictable, and measurable manner over the 40 years of the plan. This would take place in the economic, social, environmental, and institutional spheres outlined in the plan. Economic transformation. Movement of labor and productive resources over time from its less efficient sectors of the economy to more efficient ones that will lead to the higher productivity, rising wages, and a sustained reduction in poverty in an accelerated pace of material progress for all Ghanaians. Social transformation, where every Ghanaian has the opportunity to develop themselves to their fullest potential, live healthy and fulfilling lives and contribute to the development of their communities, their country, and humanity in general. Go to Kolibu. By this time, people have queued for dialysis. Common dialysis machine we can buy. And then we charge people illegal fees. Even though the things that they are supposed to be benefiting from are on the NHIS, they have the blue card, but they go to Kolibu and they charge them. Go, go, go. Just, just, I'm reading the national plan for you. I didn't put this together. And this is the plan that Doc is supposed to be supervising over. 
has Doc ensured that these things have been done? What advice has he given the president? For example, planting for food and jobs, we are supposed to create jobs. One district, what advice did he give the president? So that if young people are running away now, you say they are losing a lot. What are they losing, really? What is there to lose? Look at how we have allowed Galamse to destroy our whole environment. Institutional transformation. Development of systems and values in both the public and private sectors that leads to the effective and efficient delivery of services to the public and promotes a strong, peaceful, and united Ghana around the shared ideas of democracy, equality, fairness, freedom, and justice for all. It is there. Environmental transformation. Improved development planning to meet the needs of current and future generations while preserving the natural environment. Galamse. People now have the, the boldness to say, we want to go to Kakum National Park. We want to go to the Winneba, Winneba area where the deer hunt happens. We want to go into the forest reserves now to mine because in the past we have given people licenses to go into forest reserve to mine. Read Professor Frimpobati's report. Land, forest, water bodies, the atmosphere, and other natural resources that provide us with those needs. The five strategic goals of the plan. Listen to it. Goal one, build an industrialized, inclusive, and resilient economy. Fine plan. Two, create an equitable, healthy, and prosperous society. Build safe and well-planned communities while protecting the natural environment. Build effective, efficient, and dynamic institutions for national development. Strengthen Ghana's role in international affairs. This is the blueprint. Thank you to Professor Nimoy Thompson and his team. Now, let's ask Prof how he's managing this because... This was adopted, this was, uh, what do you call it? This was received by Professor Jambafo. And when Dr. Baumia spoke about the solid economic management team, one of the people he mentioned was Professor Jambafo. He was our first and ever minister for planning in this country, under Nanado Danko Kufado, in 2017. Professor Jambafo, he was the MP for Wenchi. He lost in that election. Wenchi is the backyard of the MPP. Is the cradle of the MPP. That's Buzia's hometown. Professor Yabafo, he lost there. He was the minister for planning. He, he, he received this document. And we said we're going to ensure that we do a 10-year, 10-year, 10-year bit of the plan. So put the doc's picture there again for me. Let's ask him again. After reading this one, what the plan is. No, not this one. The prof at the NDPC. After this one, after reading, we'll come to this one. After reading the document. We will now examine what the doc says quickly in a minute. That when young people leave this country, it hurts to see them leave. And when we started talking about young people leaving, they said, oh, you're talking too much. They are not leaving and going anywhere. Now you know that your nurses are leaving. You know your doctors are leaving. You know that your anesthetists are leaving. You know that your teachers are leaving. You know that all people are leaving. Now, doc says young people seeking greener pastures abroad are losing many good things in the country because they can't see the pasture that is green here. You have used Galamse to destroy all the pasture. Now it takes cattle to roam in the middle of the street on the highways, Adenta Dodua Highway. You see, you see Nenchie, China, Mu, roaming in the middle of the street, disrupting traffic. In which civilized country do you see that? So, Prof, please come again. We beg you. The young people of this country are tired. And they are tired like the people at the National Theater. Give me Dr. Wall's photo. I'll put Dr. Wall's photo on air every single day until Dr. Wall goes to meet the workers at the National Theater because they are asking for audience, Dr. Wall. Nanado is smiling behind you. The national flag is to your right, Dr. Wall. I know what you did at Graphic. I know what you have done with your Finder newspaper. 
for it to have become the second in terms of circulation nationally after Daily Graphic. But Dr. Wow, an agency under you called the National Theater is crashing. An agency under you had the board chairman go to the president when the president said, we will not give contract extension to retirees. The board chairman led the executive director and the board members to the National Theater and they told Nanado to give a contract extension. And Nanado also went back on his word, licked back his feet on the ground and gave a contract extension. It is happening under your watch, sir. And I always remind you that your government promised to build theaters across the country. You have failed to do that. The least you can do is to go back to the National Theater and expect that it runs at full capacity and back to its former glory. Good morning to you, Dr. Wow. Please call me, 055-924-2717 and 055-691-0154. Good morning. Johnny's Bite. Johnny's Bite on Sunrise.